Path 11 podcast listeners. We're pretty excited to announce that the Path Evolution is now for sale and being shipped worldwide. We released it on Friday, June 17th, and we also have all of the bonus footage um, complete. And if you can believe it, we have 90 minutes, 90 minutes of bonus footage. And basically, if you buy the movie and the bonus footage, you're getting three hours of content for $14.99. Now, we couldn't fit all of the bonus footage on the DVD, so you can only purchase that online through our website. And if you have already bought the DVD and you want the online bonus footage, you can purchase that for $6.99. Our pre-order people got it for a little bit cheaper. So, um, But we have some great clips that just couldn't make the film. We weren't really sure how to fit it in, but it was such good content and stuff that we wanted you to have that we decided to put it on the bonus reel. So we hope that you guys enjoy that. And again, feel free to head on over to thepathseries.com. You can purchase The Path Afterlife, The Path Beyond the Physical, and The Path Evolution. You can buy all three together or one each. And of course, we have the best prices out there online. So feel free to head on over and spread the word about our film. We would love to get more people exposed to the path evolution, especially now uh, how things are kind of going in our world. We're really trying to promote this whole idea of trying to extend our consciousness out to become more loving, more cooperative, and a more cohesive unit. And I think that those of you who watch the film, you're going to find that it's a great message and great content out there that everybody should be exposed to. So we appreciate your support and we hope you enjoy our show today. We have invited Daryl E. Berry Jr. back to our show today. Hey, Daryl, how you doing? Hey, how y'all doing today? Great. We said that we wanted to invite you back when you had some new projects, new books, and new things going on, and you have been quite the busy bee since we last talked to you. Um, there's definitely some more books out, and I see that you're creating this Next Density Research Education and Developmental um, or Development Center. So I kind of want to, um, before we get into the new book that you have coming out. I want to talk about um, this publishing company that you're creating here and this research and education center for Next Density. Sure. I just, uh, you know, I always liked, uh, like, for instance, going to, to metaphysical bookstores, for instance. And I think just because I, I like the atmosphere uh, of, of metaphysical bookstores and uh, just metaphysical places and uh, uh, also just just like having a, a, a community of people who are involved in the same thing and you could uh, develop and progress. Uh, and, you know, I, I love writing and sharing my information. Uh, so I decided to start to put all this stuff together and, and actually make a center uh, that's based upon cutting edge uh, research, cutting edge development and, and teaching uh, where, you know, I mean, it seems like it'll, it'll probably be years off before it actually really gets solidified. But, I mean, you know, technically it's in place now. I mean, because my company is called Next, in, Next Density Center. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I, you know, if I have to live on this planet at this time, then the, the, the dream for me would be to have a, a center where people could come and learn to develop their inner abilities, where, uh, learn to become uh, more peaceful and, and progress in inner peace. There's all the things I'm into. And, and the three, uh, you know, ever since I was a kid, I was always, you know, into development and progress. And that's one reason why I could, I could start to put, put these things together, you know, relatively quickly is because I've, I've done so much research and exploration and experimentation just, just on my own progress. I didn't necessarily 
intend on writing and teaching and stuff like that. But uh, at this point, and I was like, you know, I could put this stuff together, and, and I've, I've basically found three different ways of escape. You know, ever since I was a kid, I was wanting to some kind of way break the cycle of birth and death or get beyond uh, the insanity that this world is. I, I remember even as a kid, you know, uh, uh, just a, a perfect example of the insanity of the of, of the whole planet on, on every scale. I remember going to school as a kid, and, uh, and I would get bullied because I carried books. <laughs> in school <laughs> apparently you were like the cool kid because you, you didn't carry books so i'm thinking i'm in i'm in school and we're supposed to be here to learn uh uh and you're not cool if you carry books and make good grades it made absolutely no sense to me and then when you go into like the adult arena you know you, you like you like a politician who swore an oath to the constitution and you're doing everything in your power to to, to make laws to 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 you know, uh, against inalienable in rights and so on and so forth in, in, in America, at least, other places they've already succeeded. So that's just the backwards notion of everything that's going on in this world. So um, the first way of escape I found was was the ascension method, which is which has to do with uh, the most advanced levels of out of body experience. Uh, this is the one uh, the ascension aspect specifically is one that I have least direct experience with because I knew it's possible, but I've never consciously yet physically transferred the dimensions. But uh, I've done various things of interacting with. Uh, physical matter with energy you know it was a period of time when i could heat the wall up just with my chief for instance um and i've done various things like telekinetic telekinetically moving clouds and 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 healing my physical body using my mind and the out-of-body experience and uh like i got to the point to where uh uh, I, I was extremely motivated. Like I had caught hepatitis B decades ago and, uh, it was either like heal myself or die. You know, and had, I got to the point to where, uh, I can go into an altered state and it, it seemed to me, of course my eyes was closed, but my, my experience was as if my physical body sort of faded away and I became only a field of energy. I became a, an intricate interlocking pattern of lines of light and I came to realize that this was the the foundational substructure of the physical body and what I was able to do was get in touch with this substructure and strengthen it and uh, let's say I would sit there for 30 minutes and I became just this field of interconnecting lines of light and I built it up so strong that I healed my physical body it was like some kind of miraculous healing. I went back to the doctor, and ever since then, I've been, I've been, you know, perfectly clear and perfectly healthy. So, you know, uh, uh, but the, the highest level of that, according to the extending my understanding and perception, is that you can actually take your physical body to different dimensions. And I've read about that, but, you know, then uh, along the way, I became infatuated with enlightenment. Uh, enlightenment, which is the second aspect that we go into. Is basically breaking a cycle of birth and death, which is which is the topic that uh, uh, forgiving people who believe the earth is flat is about. That, that's that's what I found is the actually the only true escape, uh, because the entire universe, no matter what dimension you're in, no matter uh, 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 whether you're male or female, whether you're on this planet or another planet, the entire universe is actually an illusion. Uh, it takes it takes a lot of mental training to get to the point of being able to experience that. And I had an experience where I experienced that about two years after uh, uh, 
and you're studying the Course in Miracles that we can get into later, uh, uh, where I, I became or experienced myself as the mind that's projecting the universe. And from this level, the entire universe is just a field of meaningless activity. Uh, but this mind that's projecting the universe, the only way it can maintain its existence is to make that field of illusory activity meaningful in its own perception. And that's why we experience ourselves in, in this physical world with a whole bunch of things that are so important and all the things we want to do. It's really a reflection of the universal mind trying to keep itself intact from recognizing that only what is real has no form, no whatever whatsoever so breaking a cycle of birth and death is really letting go of our investment into into this belief that separation is real and our investment in this belief is the source of all our pain all our fear all our anger that's the second avenue and the third avenue uh, a next density goes into is next density proper which I call meta transfer you know over 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 the decades of you know meeting ETs out of body and seeing ET craft and having various interactions. Just last year, I got on an ET craft and it took me into outer space when I was in one of my out of body experiences. So they're definitely here. And, uh, and, and what I found is that these beings exist at a certain frequency. Like, of course, we have, we know matter exist at certain frequencies. Like, for instance, you have solid liquids and gas, but I'm not talking about that kind of frequency per se. Like, our state of being itself is a certain frequency to the point that uh, there's many, many different alternate timelines. And I've explored some of these alternate timelines in, in future past you out of body experience, and so I know, know they exist. And according to the way you think, the way that you think, it actually sets up a vibrational resonance within your being. And this vibrational resonance, moment to moment, aligns you with a certain timeline uh, it aligns you with a certain past and a certain future it, it, it aligns you with the experience that you have as you exist so according to how you think that determines whether you uh, continue to be on this planet where there's an insane population killing everybody or you wake up another day and you're on the population that's sane or it determines whether you uh, incarnate again on earth or whether you incarnate in the Pleiadian civilization, of the Sasani civilization. So the meta-transfer method of escape is, is learning how to change your thinking in such a way to align yourself with either a different timeline or a different uh, civilization altogether, a different extraterrestrial civilization, so you can have yourself in an environment that's same. So, so that's basically the three avenues that next density is is set up to teach: enlightenment, ascension, or meta transfer. And uh, and and I guess that's that's what you, you, what you could say is the uh, foundational idea: teaching people how to escape uh, the 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 drab uh, existence that we actually have. And and the fact is, most people don't realize how how drab this existence is. I mean, you know. Part of, in America, a lot of it has to do with just our uh, sort of pompous ignorance, you know. Uh, we don't really care what happens to the rest of the world as long as we, you know, have our lights on and everything. I mean, the, the fact is, where we're living is land stolen from, you know, people who, who we shove it off into these uh, places called uh, our reservations on these poor pieces of land. Uh, we stole Hawaii. A lot of people don't know that. You know, Hawaii was a free, independent nation uh, that we took and made a state. Uh, 
and, and even today, people are still trying to fight to get their liberty and freedom. So these people in, in, in the American government who speak about liberty and freedom, they don't care about liberty and freedom at all on any level, anywhere. Same thing with Vietnam. We blew those people up. They were establishing their own independent government. Uh, this man named Ho Chi Minh would have been uh, almost universally elected as the president. They made their own Declaration of Independence, quoting the American Declaration of Independence. The American politicians didn't care. They went and blew them up. Some people held up signs and stuff like that, but we're still supporting the same people. Nobody really cares, as long as we have our lights on and everything. So, you know, you can't possibly truly be happy as long as your existence is based upon the suffering of someone else and, and that's why no matter how happy you are in, in america we still uh, a colonizing empire based upon destroying the rest of the world in order to have the little bit that we that we actually have so the only way we're going to ha actually live in a place of peace is to start to recognize this and change the way we think uh, uh and again i found that any of these three paths will help you know the ascension path just just getting to the point where you're conscious of yourself as consciousness eliminates racism and, and the desire to hurt others because once you recognize yourself as consciousness you recognize that everybody is the same so the only reason why we can do the things that we do to ourselves and to people in different parts of the world is because we see them as different you're different because your skin color is different you're different because your language is different you're different because you don't have the type of technologies we have so you're savages so we have you know what do they call it some manifest destiny where we can take your land or whatever it's just in, in, in insanity based upon the uh, investment in differences or if you look at the enlightenment path another way of recognizing that we're one because there's only one universal mind projecting everything you know and of course with with uh meta transfer uh you change your thinking like with with honesty uh, uh allowance you know these things that can only happen when you look at another person and truly start to recognize that uh, like our declaration of independence says you know all men are created equal there's one universal creator whether you call it god or universal mind or whatever the fact is every single being at its essence is just one reflection or spark from one universal source so each of these different paths allows one to change their state of being so that they can experience one a different world within themselves and how they experience like i noticed that i'm becoming more peaceful uh, just by forgiving and letting go of your unconscious guilt you learn that we're all a part of one universal mind uh, so all of our attacks and judgments and hates against others is based upon differences uh, uh, but if we recognize that we're one universal mind it changes the way we look at each other it changes the way we treat each other and it changes the way we feel about ourselves again we can't have we can't possibly be at a peaceful state of mind inside as long as we hate and judge and destroy and murder other people just to get a little piece of metal or whatever we get uh, with the ascension aspect the, the same way if you go out of body enough, especially if you go to higher dimensions or, or, or you go to the second level of out of body experience where you can get out of body to your non-physical body and you can, then you can get out of body as consciousness. When you get out of body as consciousness, you recognize that everybody is the same. Everything is the same even. Whether it's a demonic looking being or an angelic looking being or an extraterrestrial, we're all the same. We're all consciousness. We're all still this one projection and one manifestation of this one universal mind. Whether we call it God or or you know universal mind or all that is or whatever and then with the meta transfer perspective 
you change your thinking along the lines of like honesty, allowance, uh, universal love or unconditional love. All these ways of thinking allows you to experience everyone in yourself as one and the same. It changes the way you interact with people. So each of these three different paths, you know, meta transfer, ascension or, or enlightenment would allow one to experience more peace, allow people to to be able to relate to themselves and others in a different a more enlightened way and I find that myself I'm becoming more and more peaceful and you know and I always like to be clear you know I'm not enlightened yet you know I'm not at the end goal yet you know I still have things to learn I still get uh, uh, you know upset and judgmental and I'm very honest about that even in the book like in, in, in uh, you know forgiving people who believe the earth is flat I share my judgments and I also share the thoughts that I use to to undo those judgments and to start to feel peace around that. So and that's really, really what it's about. It's just, you know, uh, sharing what I've learned that's helping me along my progression. It's just if I ever have to be on this planet because I haven't changed my thinking enough to, to leave this place. And, and if I have to do something to support myself, uh, I wouldn't want to teach and share. It's just what I love to do. Uh, I love to write. I love to teach, you know, I love to, you know, put the books together and make book covers and, and it's like artwork to me, you know, and uh, it's a form of artwork that you can actually share valuable information and, and people can learn and people write me and they tell me I was helping them and they appreciate it. So I really enjoy doing it. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad that you're doing this work in the world as well. And, uh, you know, that leads us into your newest book, Forgive and Be Free or Forgiving People Who Believe the Earth is Flat. It's A Course in Miracles in practice series book one. And last time we had you on, we were going into a little bit more about what The Course in Miracles is, the book, how you have interpreted it, and the work that you've done as a student of it. So um, I'd like to know more about what this Forgive and Be Free awesome. is all about. Awesome. I had the idea of, uh, of writing a, a more practical type book, like, like uh, uh, more geared towards the person who's really wanting to get into it and apply this thing and, and experience inner peace. And it actually started with the title, Only Forgive and Be Free. Uh, but historically, with A Course in Miracles, I seem to always do better actually teaching people and interacting. That's why the first book is classes on the course of miracles it's the transcripts of actually classes and I actually have 12 more already recorded so i didn't i wasn't really sure how i'll be able to actually just write a book on the course of miracles and, and it felt flat it felt like it was missing something like you know I, you know all the books i write like travel for when i put it together it was like wow like i could you know i feel that passion behind it like i know this is going to help people and the same thing with classes on the course of miracles it was like wow i mean you know this is this is awesome you know but with just the forgiving to be free by itself I could just tell, like, you know, this, this is not going to do it. But then this is what happened. Several times, you know, you know, now I, several people might write me and ask me questions about things. And, uh, and one topic that kept coming up was, is the world round, you know? And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't really put much uh, attention on it. You know, I would just write the person, you know, yes, this is round, you know, and I would just not make a big deal about it. But uh, it really amazed me that people were, you know, I, you know, I, 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 you could say I was even in denial about accepting that people was actually concerned about this. And what happened is a friend of mine wrote me, we've been friends for like over, over 10 years. And uh, he wrote me really, really concerned, you know, saying, uh, you know, I think the world is flat. And, and he was sending me these videos across the weeks and I would just watch him, you know, just, just to, you know, uh, uh, um, for politeness or whatever but you know 
But he wrote me really concerned, and it was like, you know, wanting to discuss whether the world is flat. And, and I kind of, you know, sort of embarrassed to even address the topic. This this problem was solved like millennia ago. But I was like, okay, you know, let me go ahead and and, and, I, and maybe we could record a video. And uh, and I could post a video about it, and this would be a good video to post. So cool. So we spent like, a, like two hours going over the earth being flat. Uh, uh, and I gave several... Uh, uh, I answered several of the concerns. Like he showed me several videos that gave a whole a whole bunch of uh, baseless uh, explanations of why the Earth is flat. And I was explaining, you know, the refraction of light and and just just several different things we were going into to to answer these these different things. And in the end, uh, he just basically dismissed everything and just you know, which which is not something which is something that I've uh, I've seen with him before. You know, he wants to hold his own perspective, but this is the one thing I observed. I observed he was very unhappy, very unhappy, and uh, and I asked him in the end. I was like, what what is it that's making you? I mean, why are you wanting to investigate all this stuff? And he basically explained that he was miserable basically and he's seen people in the world that was miserable and uh he wants to get to the bottom of all this misery and find out what's going on and i chuckled thinking now i spent hours trying to explain of course some miracles to this guy back in the day when i thought people actually wanted peace you know a lot of people don't realize that they really don't want peace but that's we'll get into that uh but i was like you know i was looking at all the pain this person was in and looking at the solution being right there and that's when it really hit me uh, how to apply this book because I was actually very irritated and upset because I'm thinking I'm thinking I want to live in a world where people are, where we have advancement and, and like the Pleiadians, they travel in the stars. Like we have people that still don't know that the earth is round. How are we going to, I mean, that's like I mean, how are we going to get to the point of, of a universal space program for instance? Uh, uh, so I had a lot of adjustments to deal with and that's when it came through, forgiving be free, forgiving people who believe the earth is flat. And what I started to do was, I just started to take my adjustments, because as, as I started to apply a course of miracles to these adjustments and these thoughts, you know, what's wrong with these people? These people are idiots. How can they not, how can they believe this? And, you know, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's the thoughts I had, you know, how, how can they believe this? What, what's wrong with these people? And, uh, and I actually started to apply forgiveness to it. But what I started to do was, I started to record my thoughts and also record the thoughts, the Course in Miracles thoughts that I used to apply. And by the time I got to the end of the book, I had peace around this issue. I mean, at first I was so upset, I didn't even want to talk to the guy anymore. Because for one, uh, I took all this time to explain this stuff to him. And in the end, he just dismissed everything. Like, uh, uh, And uh, apparently he gave me this test. Like, he, he went to this... I don't know where he got it from, but apparently somebody was saying how people don't know everything and people. And he asked me, how do you spell Fruit Loops, the cereal Fruit Loops? And I was like, you know, F-R-U-I-T-L-O-P-S. And he was like, no, it's spelled F-O-R-O-O-T. You know, and he was like, see, that's, you know, that was proof to him that I don't know everything. So obviously, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh my gosh. So it's like in his mind, not being able to spell Fruit Loops right means that I can't possibly be right about you know, physics and science, stuff that I actually apply myself to. You know, I don't, I don't specialize in, you know, spelling serial names, you know what I mean? But this was his logic, and it was just so frustrating to me. And, uh, but, you know, one thing I've learned, this, this is one of the, the, the core thoughts that I utilize in my forgiveness and that I, I go into in the book several times. Whenever we judge anyone else, it's always because it's what we're doing. 
whenever we judge anyone else, it's really us that we're projecting onto them, no matter what it is. You know, now we, we may not do what we're judging in form. For instance, uh, you know, a good example is what I gave earlier. You know, you know, uh, people are always upset when someone, uh, I mean, there's, you know, you turn on social media, there's so many crimes. People are raping and murdering and, and all kinds of things you can name people are doing. And then you'll see people judging, look at that, so on and so forth. But again, we're all rapists. If you look at the fact that we raped this land, we took this land from the people who lived here. You know, what is rape? Rape is, is taking someone from something that they don't want to give. That's the core idea of what's going on there. You know, we have no qualms about Hawaii being a part of the United States. And I'll never forget when I first found this out. Uh, and I was amazed. I mean, I couldn't believe it myself. But, you know, I'm, I'm one to actually investigate and find out. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, uh, telling people at work about it. It was like, no, that can't really be true. So what I did was I called Hawaii because, again, Hawaii is a part of America now. It's just like a regular long-distance call. I don't remember where I called. I, I called some place where I figured somebody would be able to give me some information. Like, I don't remember. Maybe I called a library or something. But I called Hawaii. This Hawaii lady answered. And uh, I was like, look, uh, you know, I'm calling from the mainland or whatever. And, uh, you know, I found out that Hawaii was stolen. It was an independent nation, his own independent nation with his own government and his own queen. And basically, America went over there and just took it. Is this true? And, uh, it, and, and what's going on with that? And she was like, yes, it really happened. And, and she was like, they're asking, there's still a movement today where they're trying to get their land back. There's still a movement today of Hawaiian, what we call Hawaiian people. They don't even call themselves Hawaiian, which is another thing that they do. They, they take the land. And rename the land and then start calling the people natives of the, the new name. They have no intention of giving the land back, even, even as they, they pretend to. They still call them Native Hawaiians or Native Americans. They don't call themselves that. Totally disregarding their own liberty and freedom and all the stuff they claim to be about. But I'm talking to this lady and she's like, yes, there's this group of people. They're, they're actually this movement. They're still trying to get their land back and get their freedom back. And I was totally amazed. So now I'm talking to a lady in Hawaii, a, a quote, Hawaiian lady in Hawaii today who's telling me from first-hand experience in Hawaii that, yes, this happened. And we're trying to get our land back. And since then, I've done more research and validated it even more. So I went back to work and I told this guy, he was like, you actually called Hawaii? Yeah. Like a lot of people have no idea of actually researching stuff. And I was like, yeah, I talked to this lady and she said that there's a movement that's they're still today trying to get their freedom, trying to get their land. He's like, there's nobody in Hawaii who believes they're separate and trying to get their land back. And I said, I talked to them. I called Hawaii and I talked to them. No, they're not really trying to do that. That was, that, that was his logic. <laughs> he just said they're not trying to do it. And that was it. So, you know, going back to the, to the book, this is what we do. We become, we're the ones every single day who stand in this land. And we get so angry at other people uh, doing it. And that's not to say it's right for them people to do whatever they're doing. But what I found is that when I can look within myself and recognize how I'm doing the same thing, it allows me to have more compassion for whoever's doing it. Uh, it allows me to see more clearly. It allows me to have inner peace. And only from a state of inner peace can we really address the problems in the world. You know, if we or disregarding of other people's rights and liberties and freedoms, then we can't truly 
help to make a system where we acknowledge other people's rights and freedoms, you know? So, so it always starts with us. So going back to the, the specific situation in the book, I looked at myself calling these people idiots and I realized how idiotic I am, right? Because I claim to be a student of A Course in Miracles, which tells us that the universe is not real. I had a, a direct experience of that. And yet I'm treating dream figures as if they're real. That's quite idiotic to treat something that's illusory as real. And, and, you know, and I, I went through my every judgment. So, you know, that's basically what it's about. And, you know, it seems like a, it can seem like a trivial topic for giving people who believe the world is flat, apart from the fact that people really believe that. But any judgment that we have is all based around that same idea of believing that the separation from God is real. Whatever we project it onto is irrelevant. Because, again, all this is is a field of meaningless activity. So it doesn't matter if we're upset because someone stepped on my shoe or my, or my parents didn't buy the toy I bought. Or we're upset because there's mighty military forces stealing our land. The foundation of that upset is still that same idea, that same belief that the separation from God is real. Which is why once you forgive, you can be at peace no matter what. Which is why Yeshua can be at perfect peace even while they was murdering him. Which is why Byron Katie can say only good happens. She, 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 she can say only good happens because she's healed her mind and thus she can only project good. So that's what the book is about. It's, it's for anybody who's having, who, who's a core student who really wants to get into the practice of it and apply it and start to experience inner peace the way it's actually taught in the course. Because most people really have no idea what the course is saying. Even people who've been studying for decades, I've observed this several times. And I think it's also good as an introduction for people who, who just want to deal with the pain that we have in our lives. That's probably 90% of the contacts I get. It's from people saying, I'm hurting, please help me. If I was to summarize 90% of the contacts I get, emails or whatever, I'm hurting, help me. And, uh, and it will introduce you to a way of thinking that can help you to start the experience inner peace. Yeah, and you have a little diagram in this book. And, you know, it's it's a pretty short book. It's about 78 pages of content. And then I think you have a little more towards the end. But you have this um, diagram, and maybe we can even put it up um, somewhere. Oh, yeah, I can, I can send you the image. I can send you the yeah. image. You can have the original. And it's about heaven, life, spirit, oneness, mind, reality. Um, you have cause, ego, Holy Spirit, like this whole kind of diagram. And I'm wondering if you want to break that down a little bit. Certainly can, certainly can. So uh, it, 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 it is explained in detail in, in the classes on the Course in Miracles book, because it is what this diagram is actually is, is the diagram actually used in my classes. And uh, But I just put it there in here for reference you know for people who could reference it and and it's actually a diagram and of course no diagram could be absolutely perfect i don't think because it's just a two-dimensional representation but it's a very accurate representation of the way the universe is actually structured and it's based upon kenneth wapnick's diagram kenneth wapnick is the is the first and foremost teacher of, of a course in miracles he he knew the lady who scribed the course and uh, the actual voice that uh, dictated A Course in Miracles, that voice, uh, you know, of the original group of people who, who disseminated the course, that voice identified him as a teacher in that group. Like in that group, there was a teacher and the publisher and so on and so forth. So if you scroll through the appendix a little bit farther, you will see Kenneth Wapnick's board. If you scroll like uh, to, let's say, for instance, page 30, XXX in the appendix. And I basically took a picture of his and, and, made, a, and made a replica of it. Now, if you look at the top of the diagram, 
it says heaven, life, the one, mine on page XX121. It says heaven, life, spirit, oneness. That's reality. So reality is only absolute oneness. No distinction, no differentiation at all. That's why the Course says, for instance, you know, in heaven there's no, no mind or nothing distinct enough to be aware of anything not itself. You know, it says that, that only oneness, only non-distinction is real, right? That's all that is real. Anything that has to do with anything separate and distinct does not exist at all. That's why if you look at the diagram, underneath that bold line, there's a space. And then you see that little line with tiny mad idea pointing to it. So the Course says, enter eternity where all is one. There crept a tiny mad idea at which the Son of God remembered not to laugh. So what this is illustrating is the, the foundation of this universe is an illusory mind that held the idea or the investment in being separate and distinct from this oneness. It's a total figment. But in this illusion, of course, it seems to be very real. And there's no logical, there's no intellectual way to really describe how nothing can seem to be existing. Obviously, we're still here talking. It needs to only be experienced. But when I bring it down, then I bring it back up. It'll, it'll make more sense from the bottom, uh, uh, you know, from, from the bottom up direction. But at this point, just uh, give me a little leeway on, on this point. And it's, so this is illusory mind. That has the idea that separation from God is good. Separation from oneness is good. And whenever you have this idea of separation, at that moment, there's a belief that oneness is destroyed. Because if oneness means that there's nothing separate and distinct enough to be anything else, and now I'm separate and distinct, reveling in my own separation, I must have destroyed oneness. And this, this, the experience of believing in that is, is guilt, is pain. And this thought and the belief in this thought by this mind is the foundation of all pain, all suffering. And guilt demands punishment. Even everyday psychologists will tell you criminals at some level want to be, want to be punished. That's why people will get into relationships over and over where they get beat up or, or they get stolen of their money. You know, where women is, is often getting beat up, where men is often, you know, being, being taken for their money. It's because we want to get hurt because we feel so horrible about ourselves. This thought is where it really comes from. We believe we deserve to be punished because of the sinful thing we, we did as separated from God. This is, at, this is still at the one mind level. Now, the way the mind works is when we have a thought that's painful, we want to push it down. Just like my friend, I was, just like the guy I was telling you about at work. For whatever reason, he did not want to look at the fact that we're all living as a part of this colonizing empire that's just blowing people up and taking their land. We want to believe that we're the land of the free and the proud. So what was his response? But then in actually looking at the data, maybe calling the people in Hawaii himself, he just said, that's not really happening. And that's it. That's called denial. So denial actually originates from this one moment of denial of the pain that we feel at believing that we're separate from God. Now, when we held on to this belief and all of this pain, we had two ways to look at it. If you look at the, the, the two boxes below, on the left it says ego, wrong mind. And on the right it says Holy Spirit, right mind. So, this one illusory mind with this idea of separation and all this pain, it had two ways to look at this idea. 
One way to look at it is what the course calls the ego. You know what? I want to. This this idea is real. I'm going to hold on to it and make sure it, and and hold on to it because I exist with it. That's the egos taking that tiny mad idea and forgetting to laugh, as the course uh, uh, illustrates it. And the other way of looking at this idea is the right mind and the Holy Spirit recognizing. You know what? This is silly. You know, nothing can possibly separate from from oneness well, because it's oneness. This whole idea is silly. This entire thought is silly. Nothing has happened. So, of course, we chose to look at it from the ego's perspective. So this is the level. This is the first real split in the mind. First, there was this one illusory mind that experienced itself as being separate. That's consciousness. Then it had two ways of looking at this horrible idea, which we call the ego and the right mind. So when we chose to look at it with the wrong mind, that's when projection happened. This, this is the cautious explanation of the Big Bang. Like when scientists talk about the Big Bang, the, 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 and of course, you know, the Big Bang of this universe is really just one Big Bang because there's many different alternate timelines. And each alternate timeline has their own Big Bang because they're their own separate universe. But still beyond that, there's one ultimate Big Bang that's the Big Bang beyond all universes, which made another Big Bang that made all the separate universes, okay? That was projection by this one universal mind, this massive mind. Like when when I experience myself as part of this mind, uh, this entire self that I am, that seems so important to me now because it's me in my experience. It was just one little bitty speck. It was just one little bitty speck in this giant field of meaningless activity. So I mean, from the, from the level of of mind, I mean, this mind is immensely powerful. So just its own desire to hold on to this uh, uh, pain and guilt and the idea of separation to keep in individuality intact and then deny it so that it doesn't have to face the pain or face the guilt. What is denied is automatically projected out. And that projection by this mind is the projection that made this entire universe. Now, we discussed that this mind believes in separation. We discussed that this mind feels guilty about this separation because it believes it destroyed oneness. And we discussed that that guilt brings fear, fear of reprisal, fear of retaliation. You know, so when this mind projects out this thought, all of that goes with it. And thus we have a universe and, a, and in this case, a planet of sin, guilt and fear of separation. And that's why separation is played out in this world over and over and over. We were separate because I'm black and you're white. We're separate because I'm a male and you're a female. We're separate because I'm rich and you're poor. We're separate because I'm government and you're not. We're separate because I'm the civilized people and you're the savages. We're separate because we have all different ways to, to make separation. You know, we're separate because I'm on earth and you're, you're an extraterrestrial. All these different ways. Now, of course, we could look at this differently, but as long as we choose the ego, the course, how the course describes it, that separated perspective, we make these separations real. Now, we have guilt in our mind over this. So what do we want to do? We want to blame it on the other person. Right? So again, we make you the bad person because you have dark skin. So we're going to enslave you. We're going to make you one, you know, three-fifths of the person. We're going to uh, give you, uh, you know, we're going to arrest you 70% more than everybody else. All of these things. Or we're going to make the white person the bad person. And we're going to call you, you know, crackers. And we're going to, you know, all the stuff that we do. And we're going to say you're wrong. And we're going to, uh, you know, all the things people do to, to, to make the other side wrong. That's projection. So what we find in the world is we're living Every single moment, the same dynamic over and over and over and over and over and over. That's why the Course says in chapter 18, it says every single relationship you have is a part of that one error. 
And once you understand this dynamic of, of sin, guilt, and fear, and of projection, you will see it happen over and over and over and over and over in your life and in everyone's life. So that's why if you look at the diagram on the left side, again, still on page XX121, it said, there's the ego mind and it says projection and it says effect world of separation and again it says special law special hate that's all of these dynamics play it out over and over and over individual self sin guilt and fear that's why if you look at the ego box it says sin guilt and fear you look at the world of separation it says sin guilt and fear in the middle because it's just a projection or reflection of that one mind projecting this universe that's why the dynamic is happening over and over and over and that's why it doesn't matter uh, if it's something big or something small that you're forgiving, uh, the world is just a projection of that one dynamic. And because it's a dynamic of separation, that's why there's this appearance of differences. That's why there seems to be black and white. That's why there seems to be up and down. That's why there seems to be something that's very important and something that's not so important. You know, you know, I, I, get, I get a cold that's not so important. I get cancer that's very important. But really, they, they're both equally illusory. They're both, they're both the same dynamic of, of self-punishment. You know, how, why did I do why is this happening to me? You know, who did this to me? Oh, the government did this to me because they're, playing, they, you know, they're spraying these chemicals. You did this to me because you're smoking and got secondhand smoke. All these different ways to, to attack each other. Now, what happens is we get to the point to where we start to want to experience some kind of peace because we experience so much pain and again i see this like i said on a regular basis even with, even with my friend that i was telling you about with the with the uh, uh uh flat earth in the end he wants to experience some kind of relief from all this anguish and pain in himself and that he's seeing in others and when you get to the point that you want to start to experience some peace that's where the course says uh, uh uh there must be another way you know, there must be another way. We experience so much pain and so much upset that eventually we want to have some kind of peace. And that's when, that's when we start to try to find some kind of solution. And what the Course teaches us is that the only real solution is to undo the original thought, the original belief in separation that's making the whole thing. Now, it's kind of hard just to go from experiencing ourselves as a body in the world to recognizing ourselves as a universal mind is virtually impossible, really. But since the universe is a projection of that one thought, and the universe is a repetition of that same dynamic over and over and over, we don't have to directly get in touch with the original thought because every single thing is the original thought by proxy. You see what I'm saying? My desire to see myself as separate from you is just a projection of the universal's mind intent to be separate from oneness. All it is. So if I forgive my intention of being separate from you, I am forgiving that original thought because my intent to be separate from you is just a reflection of that original thought. That's, the, that's where the solution comes. When I'm angry at you, I'm really angry at myself. That's my guilt. At holding on to that original thought. So when I forgive my anger at you, I'm really forgiving myself because everything we experience here is a reflection of that original thought. And that's what we get. How, how would you say, um, just 
I'm wondering, in, you know, like in, always in applying it, um, how would you apply this concept of forgiveness and the teachings of A Course in Miracles to everything that just happened in Orlando with the shootings? Right. Um, Good example. You know, because a, a lot of people are upset. A lot of people are angry. Um, you know, there's different sides, but there just seems to be, you know, lots of anger. And then also coming out of it, lots of love and support. So how do, I mean, and this is where I get not confused, but I'm still like trying to understand and work on it where, you know, if we're looking at it from A Course in Miracles saying that, you know, everything is an illusion and that, you know, does that mean that this really didn't happen <laughs> or, um, you know, I mean, there's real feelings, there's real, real stuff that has kind of like stirred the pot. So how I, I, any clarification on the illusion part and applying it to something like this with the Orlando shootings. And then also how do we get people to move more towards a state of forgiveness and looking at this as a totally different um, experience than maybe how the majority of the people are looking at it. Good questions. Good questions. So, f- first on the back on the background, the illusion aspect. One thing is important to keep in mind: the course is taught at, at two levels. Uh, one is the uh, uh, metaphysical level, or you can say the direct level, where it says like uh, there is no world. It literally says there is no world. And then it says, this is the central thought the Course attempts to teach. I believe that's in Workbook Lesson 132 or 133. literally says that. Uh, it says that the separation never occurred. Uh, it says that there's only God. It says there's a first. There's no second, no third, only the first. So on a direct level, that's the level where it says that there's only God. This is absolutely illusory, means nothing. Then there's the second level, the metaphorical level or the symbolic level, where it speaks as if the world is real. And that's where forgiveness starts. So you don't start with the idea that the world is not real because that'll just lead to denial. You start with your experience and you go up. So you start with your experience, what you experience yourself to be. You start with your experience and then you go up. So if you have this situation, it doesn't matter what the situation it is, but then the situation is people getting shot. And you experience anger. You experience anger at these people who shot, for instance. The first thing you have to do is acknowledge that your anger has nothing to do with what's happening. It's happening because of a choice that you're making. That's the first step. You always start with recognizing where the anger is coming from. This is a universal truth. And I know that, uh, you know, you have to actually start to apply to yourself the experience that is true. But the fact is, if you're angry, it's never at what's happening. The way the Course words it, it says you're never angry at a fact. You're always angry at an interpretation, it says in, in the manual. It says you're never angry at a fact. You're always angry only at an interpretation. So if you feel anger, it's the idea that you're having in your mind that's causing you to have anger. doesn't matter if it's going on or not or real or not, even if you believe it's really going on. If you're angry, it's not because of what is going on. That's the first step. And what that does is it removes the external world from affecting your inner state. Now, this has nothing to do with whether we actually do something about it. It has nothing to do with whether we, you know, capture the perpetrator who actually did it or, you know, for the people who say, you know, a shooter actually did it, this crazed person. It doesn't matter if we catch the government politicians who did it because there's some people who are saying it's a false flag attack and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a scheme to take, take, get rid of guns. doesn't matter who we say did it and how. 
Whatever happened, the first thing we have to recognize that the pain that we feel is because of our own mind's choice, and we can still be practical. The way the Course describes this is that it says it's almost impossible. This is like in Chapter 2. It says it's almost impossible to deny the existence of the body in your experience of the world, and it's the most unworthy form of denial. It says that. So basically it says it's an unworthy form of denial to pretend like you don't actually think things are really going on when you believe things are really going on. So, you know, find the criminal, whether they're in government or whoever it is. But at the same time, do not lie to yourself and pretend that you're upset is because of what's going on. So that's the first thing. So the first step now I recognize, okay, my upset is because of what I'm thinking. Now it's my responsibility because if the responsibility is on someone else, then guess what? You're screwed because people are always going to shoot somebody or kill somebody. At least I don't see an end to it on this planet. You know, now it's this shooting and it was just another shooting recently. Whether 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 real, I'm not even going to get into whether it's real or fake. You know, you know, we know that the government does false flags and we know people actually do kill people. So one or the other is happening. We know that. So, but, and we know it's going to happen again. At least it's very likely it's going to happen again. So, if you really believe that something on the outside can make you upset, well, then just resign to the fact that you're, that you're going to be upset for the rest of your life. You know, so, but now I recognize that it's a choice that I'm making. So, now I can do something about it. So, now the course goes into what's the choice. And now we start to get into the, the real direct aspect. That's what the course is teaching us to understand. And that's the first step of forgiveness. Acknowledging that whatever's going on, whether it's a, a real shooting or a false flag or whether it's whatever it is, my upset is based upon my choice for myself. And, and again, this is regardless of the fact that I address it. Because it's not some airy fairy, loving light arm is going to be all love and I'm going to ignore everything. Again, that's an unworthy form of denial. You actually do something about whatever's going on if you can and if it feels right to do so. But don't lie to yourself and believe that. That's actually causing you upset if you actually want to have peace. That's the first step of forgiveness. So once we get to the second step of forgiveness, after we complete that, now it's on me. Now this anger I feel is because of a choice I am making. And that's when you get to the second step of forgiveness. That's when, that's when we're starting to get more to the direct level. The choice that I'm making is to believe that I'm separate. That's the universal choice. Now, universal choice is the cause of all this pain I'm feeling. This is the effect. And when you start to understand that, you realize that all of this in the world is the, is the effect as well. And it starts to shift. So what the Course teaches us and what we start to learn in the second step of forgiveness is that all of this stuff is the effect. In other words, let me, let me read a natural verse that so poetically explains it. It's in chapter 18 of the Course in section 1. And it says, uh, uh, I'm going to read paragraph 4. This is chapter 18. Section 1 of the course, page 372 of the actual course from uh, Foundation for Inner Peace, for people who have it with them. It says, you who believe that God is fear made but one substitution. It has taken many forms because it was a substitution of illusion for truth, of fragmentation for wholeness. It has become so splintered and subdivided and divided again, over and over that it is now almost impossible to perceive it once was one and still is what it was. That one error which brought truth to illusion, infinity to time and life to death was all you ever made. Your whole world rests upon it. Everything you see reflects it and every special relationship you have made is a part of it. 
So what this is saying is the outside world is not affecting me. I am affecting the outside world. I, as mine, chose to start a separation, felt this pain, denied it, and projected it out. And all of this craziness going on is the effect. That's the effect that we're projecting so we don't have to look at the fact that I'm making a choice to be upset. But since the effect of this choice is a world of separation, it can't be real. Because we look to the, to the idea of the course that we spoke about earlier. Only what is one is real. Only what is united is real. The fact that this world, and the course gives several different criteria of how to judge what is real. Everything here dies. Whether it's a human body or a star. It's temporary. It can't be real. You know, the, 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 even, even the Buddhists, I believe they call it Maya. I remember the Buddhists, other Hindus. You know, if, if something is temporary, it's not real, which means it can't be real, which means the guilt that's projecting it, it can't be real, which means the mind that's projecting it can't be real either. So now we flipped it right side up and recognize the world is the effect of this pain. It's an illusory world, so it can't be real, so the pain can't be real, so this choice that we made for the ego can't be real either. So now I can let myself off the hook. At believing I'm separated from God, I can let you off the hook. I believe in you actually may be upset. You can't because you're the effect. And now I can let everyone off the hook. And from this place of letting everyone off the hook, that experience is inner peace. And then I can move from that place of peace and then address the situation from there. Thanks for explaining that and really taking us through that process to be able to help our listeners and you know people who have been exposed to what's going on in the news with these shootings and trying to apply some of this per- forgiveness and you know the course in miracles work but um, it's always great to have you on the show you know we love all the material that you have and you know I'm kind of excited to hear about this next density program that you're trying to develop and think it would be great if you started creating it maybe even online first rather than physically with people having to travel somewhere I think there's people out there that, you know, would be kind of taking some webinars and stuff that you have to teach. So um, we'd love to have you back on whenever you've written another book. And, you know, as always, it's a pleasure, Daryl. Awesome. I look, I look forward to it. I, I appreciate here, uh, being here myself and uh, I'll see you all next time. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at Vimeo.com, GuyMTV.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at the past series. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show.